Good morning, everybody. Good morning, folks on Zoom there. Today is our final day of studying Paul's letter to the Philippians. And as we come to Paul's closing thanks and his greetings to the church, we're reminded again of how much Paul appreciated these folks. Paul is writing to a church he planted early on in his ministry, a church that has stood by him throughout all his ministry. And so Paul expresses his gratitude for their support. He um, shares at the beginning of his letter in chapter 1 of Philippians, verse 3, I thank my God always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And now at the end of his letter, we come full circle and in Philippians chapter 4, verses 15 to 23, Paul again shares his appreciation for their generous giving, their faithful support of his ministry, their ongoing care for him, even in his imprisonment. And so this morning we're going to conclude our study by looking at the generous example of the Philippians and Paul's encouragement and appreciation of them. I want to specifically talk about three things. We're going to talk about the Philippians' practice or their this habit of giving that they were faithful and continuing to support Paul and his ministry. And we're going to look at the profit of giving, of what gain, of what benefit is giving to the work of the Lord. And and Paul tells us something of the benefit of giving, the profit of giving. And thirdly, we're going to talk about the purpose of giving because if we get the purpose wrong and our motive is to please ourselves or to glorify ourselves, then our giving is is uh, that of the Pharisees that Jesus said, you know, they give and they do these things where all can be, can see. But the purpose of giving is to God be the glory. And so really in short, we learn here that it is good to give to the glory of God. It is good to give to the glory of God. We learned that God is pleased when we provide for his people and he will provide for all of our needs. We'll never outgive God. He is so good. He is so kind. And our generosity, when we do it to please the Lord, is just a small reflection of his generous heart. It's so good to give to the glory of God. 
So we're going to first look, if you would turn to Philippians chapter 4, we're going to first talk about the Philippians practice their habit of giving in Philippians 4, 14 to uh, 16. Philippians 4, 14 to 16, I'll read that. Yet it was kind of you to share in my trouble. And you Philippians yourselves know that at the, in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving except you only. Even in Thessalonica, you sent me help for my needs once and again. And so we'll stop there. Paul begins in verse 14 by telling them they've done well in, in doing what they did and in sharing in his trouble. He says, it was good, it was kind of you to share in my trouble. It's a good thing when a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ cares for the needs of one of his brothers and sisters. And so it was good but Paul doesn't end there. He is thankful for the present gift. But he also recalls their past generosity for us. And so we see that this wasn't just a one-time thing for the Philippians, but it was a, an ongoing thing that they were doing. Let's read uh, or look at verses 15 and 16, if you will. Paul takes them back to the beginning of his ministry, the beginning of the gospel, he calls it. The beginning of his, his time preaching the gospel in Philippi when he planted the church there. And he thanks them for how they had supported him even after he left the region of Macedonia, which was where Philippi, it was the province in which Philippi and Thessalonica was located. And Paul thanks them also that they sent him aid more than once in Thessalonica. So they've continued this habit of giving. Now, we're not told that, oh, they gave us every month, you know, a certain amount or anything like that. But we, we see here that they had continued to support Paul in some way throughout his ministry. As Paul put it in Philippians 1 verse 3, you're, I'm thankful for your partnership from the first until now. So they've been partnering with him, and part of that involved helping him, sending in people like Epaphroditus. So there was more than just a material support here. And you know what? That's not the only thing. The thing that stands out the most, perhaps, is what Paul says in verse 15. No other church entered into partnership with me at the, in the beginning at that time, except you only. And so they were set apart in, in supporting Paul. Now we're not told if that was they were they were the only church all throughout Paul's ministry. But at that particular point, at the beginning of his ministry to the Philippians, they were the only church. And it seems that they may have been one of the only or few churches 
throughout all of Paul's ministry. We know most of the places Paul ministered, he did not accept payment. He would not, he said that uh, he wanted to offer the gospel free of charge to the Corinthians. And in part, he may have been able to do that thanks to the Philippians. But that is real, it's really only speculation at, at that point. And you know, we learn about the Philippians' generosity in, in several different places in the Bible. One of them is 2 Corinthians chapter 8. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 6, Paul encourages the Corinthian church to give. They were raising funds to provide for the brothers suffering under a famine in the region of Judea and Jerusalem. And Paul pointed to the example of the churches of Macedonia, including Philippi. He shares how the Macedonians gave out of their poverty. And he writes in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 8, that he did this that he might test the genuineness of the the love of the Corinthian church. And he was testing the genuineness of their love by giving them the example of the Macedonian churches. So we see the Philippians have a track record of generosity and caring for the needs of others. They had made an ongoing practice or a habit of giving. And we know this in Paul's life because they didn't just give one time, but they continued as they were able to support Paul. You know, this is significant because, first of all, it's pretty easy to give one time, hey? There's a need, I'll give you something and we'll help us out. But it is another thing to make a habit of giving. It is another thing to make a practice of coming alongside a particular believer or group of believers to support and care for them. And it's also significant because at least in 2 Corinthians verse 8, the indication is that they didn't have a lot that they gave out of their poverty. We don't know if they were impoverished all the time. Hard times hit us in one year. You may have a great crop and one year you may not, right? But at least there we get a glimpse of the fact that they, they gave out of what they had, even if it was a little and they were generous in what they gave. Even in Philippians, Paul indicates there were times that they couldn't care for Paul. In Philippians 4, verse 10, he says, You were concerned for me, but you had no opportunity to give. That's my paraphrase anyway. And and we don't know, maybe that was because they just couldn't reach Paul. Traveling issues, or maybe it was financial. We don't know why but there were times they had no opportunity to give. And yet, they faithfully supported Paul when they could out of what 
they have. We're not given a formula here of how frequently to give or how much to give, but we're given an example for which Paul was grateful, an example of faithfully supporting someone on an ongoing basis whenever they were able. And their willingness to continue to support Paul, even when he was in prison, I mean, that's a little bit of a risk, right? You send some money, some help to a guy in prison, you're kind of putting yourself in, in with that guy, right? But they continue to support him. And really, this is an encouragement for all of us to make a practice, a habit of giving, even out of the little we may have. As I recognize, you know, there are times we've got more and there's times we got less. But are we willing to consider, as we consider the generosity of our God, that we might give as we're able? And um, the guidance that we are given in 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6, or I'm getting the reference wrong, but I'll find it for you after. But it's that we should give as we have decided in our hearts cheerfully unto the Lord. So Paul is thankful for their support and we, have, we learn, we catch a glimpse of their faithful practice of giving and supporting Paul. But Paul isn't just in it for the money. He's not just thanking them so that they'll get back some more money. He'll get something back. So he says, he says, it's not about my profit. It's not that I seek the gift, verse 17. But I seek the fruit, the profit or benefit that increases to your, your account. I have received full payment. This is verse 18. I've received full payment and more. I'm well supplied. I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They were a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice that was pleasing to God. And so Paul saw himself here as somebody who'd been paid in full. He'd been given an abundance. He was well supplied for. You get the sense that the Philippians' gift was above and beyond his need at that moment. But Paul's heart wasn't focused on his own gain at this point. And so he wants them to know that his joy was not just because it benefited him. It was because giving was to their gain. Paul talks here about the fruit or the credit that increases to your account. Now, the wording here is, a, is kind of financial terms. Picture of putting money in, in a bank account that is increasing their account. Receiving interest upon what was deposited. In short, what Paul desires is that their giving would bring a profit. That it would be credited to their account. It would bear 
fruit. And you know, that's not usually how we would think of giving. From the perspective of, uh, of earthly investments, giving makes no sense at all. If I decide to give 5% or 10% or 25% or, or whatever, that isn't going into my earthly bank account, is it? Right? It's, it's not of any earthly value to just give. But when Paul is speaking here of fruit that increases to your account, he's recalling to mind what Jesus said was storing up treasures in heaven. Where do we lay up our treasures? For that is where our heart is. You know, you put your money where your heart is. Every generous deed and every gift done to please God is an investment into the growth of God's kingdom. And we may not see the return on that until heaven or understand how God uses the things that we give to him, whether it's our money or our time or whatever it may be. But the results will be of eternal gain. It will not be wasted. One day, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 10 tells us we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. On that day, we will receive from Christ, he's talking to believers here, a return for that which we have done, what we have done with what God has given us. This is why giving matters and what we do with what God has given us, because we're going to give an account for these things. And apart from Christ, we know that when we stand before God, what's on our account is a record of debt that is unpayable. And the only way to stand before God and to be forgiven and to have hope is to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ who paid that debt. And we trust in Him that debt is paid in full. And the works that we do to the glory of God are to His glory and to His credit. We shall reap the benefits of serving Him. And God desires that we would love Him, that we would make it our aim to please Him and invest in His kingdom and His people. And though we may never see a return on our investments in this life, we have the sure hope of eternal gain. 
the psalmist often wrote about God as the greatest treasure with him, his presence, is fullness of joy, pleasures forevermore. So whatever else is involved in eternal reward, we have this hope of knowing the Lord. And not only do we have the sure hope of eternal gain, we have the comfort of knowing God promises today's provision. I'm going to read Philippians 4, verse 19. And my God will supply how many needs? All or every need. Uh, what, What is He going to provide? He's going to supply. He will supply every what? Every everything I desire, right? No. Everything I need according to his the little little bit that he has left, a little bit of kindness that God has left, right? What does it say? According to Philippians 4:19 riches. the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So it is through our relationship with Jesus Christ. When we know Him and trust in Him, we're told that God will supply everything that we need. And it's not out of the little tiny bit of kindness that God has left, but it is out of the riches of His glory which we have in Christ Jesus. And Paul says the same thing. When Scripture repeats itself, it's important. Well, this is in the context of giving as well. And Paul says, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, And God is able, God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things, at all times, you may abound in every good work. In every way, God is able to, to provide for us. And he promises that he will. Jesus also said, seek first kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, all of your needs will be given to you. Matthew 6, verse 33. Though God does not promise us everything we want in life or perhaps the return on our giving, we like, you know, Lord, if, if I give you 10%, will you give me back that money because I really need it right now? That's oftentimes my prayer. But the Lord promises he'll provide our needs. That he will always take care of his children. He is fully able and he is fully willing to meet whatever needs we have. And so that we would trust in him and look to him. And give of what we have to him. Because we're not going to ever outgive God. He will always provide for our needs. He will always take care of us. Our part is to 
to give ourselves to his work, to seek his kingdom, to abound in every good work. To be in Christ Jesus, to trust him. And he will take care of us. So we've talked about the practice of giving. The Philippians were providing this ongoing support as they were able. We've talked about the profit of giving. Giving is of gain in every way. Because we give with the hope of eternal gain. And the promise of daily provision. We're going to talk finally about the purpose of giving. Which is to glorify God. I want to read verses 20 to 23. We're not really going to comment about the greeting. But it's a wonderful reminder of Paul's personal uh, his relationship with each one. He wants to greet each one. And his thankfulness for them all. He prays the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ would be with them. And in verse 20 he says, To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. When we're, we give, we're to do it to the glory of God. In other words, our purpose, our motive in giving is that God's value would be made known. That His beauty would be put on display. It's not about my generosity. It's about His. And so Paul describes the Philippians' gifts. In verse 18, he calls them a fragrant offering, a sacrifice acceptable to God and pleasing in his sight. I mean, it's an amazing description to not only was their generosity acceptable to God because they did it out of pure hearts and love for him, but it was pleasing. The Lord delights when we, his people, give back to him. And when we give to his Work. We give to magnify His name. When we give to God's work out of a desire to glorify God, we are saying that God and His kingdom is more valuable than my kingdom and my glory. We're saying that God matters more than myself. We're saying this is His. I am His servant. This does not belong to me. This belongs to Him and I will use what He has given for His glory. And we can easily give and give out of motives for our own glory. We can give to be seen by others. Or we may give just of the leftovers that we have. So I feel an obligation to give or want to give. But I don't really want to give all of myself to God. When an 
a sacrifice is acceptable and pleasing to God, it is exactly what he asks. And, you know, he asks that uh, we would have a heart that is broken and contrite and that's, that uh, worships him. He asks that what we do would be to his glory. When we give of our money, we give of our best from a humble, contrite heart, we demonstrate we're just stewards of God's amazing grace. We are servants who are totally dependent on his goodness. In fact, our wealth is his wealth. And we are simply reflecting back the generosity that Jesus has shown us. Paul expresses this very clearly in 2 Corinthians 8, verse 9. He says, You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sake He became poor, so that through Him we might become rich. It is all that we have all that we enjoy as children of God is from Him. And so it's not for us to hold on to or claim as our own. Paul will go on to say that we'd be enriched so that we might provide for the needs of the saints and that it might be to the thanksgiving to the glory of God. That is the purpose of giving. It is to glorify God. By offering our money, our all, our best to Him as a spiritual act of worship. And we're able to do this when we remember His generosity that has far outweighed our own. He has given us all that we have. He has saved us from all of our sin. We can say that giving isn't a loss. Giving is a great gain because what have we gained? We have gained Christ when we forsake all for his name. Profit of giving is the hope of eternal gain and the promise of daily provision. We remember that on a daily basis. I'm never going to outgive God. He's given me so much. And so, in light of that, remembering our purpose to glorify God and, and the, the joy of knowing He will provide, He will take care of us. What encouragement that is to be a generous person, to make a practice of giving like the Philippians. To see it as a great joy to give regularly to glorify God and support His kingdom work as we're able. Given all we can, as much as we can of ourselves. 
And you know this brief glimpse at a biblical perspective on giving uh, is it's very short. There's a lot there, but it gives us the foundation when we think about what is the purpose of giving? What is a, what does a habit of giving look like in my life? What is my practice of giving? How does the hope of eternal gain and the promise of daily provision change the way that I live? Does it change the way I live when I realize God says he'll provide for all my needs if I would seek him? Does it change the way that we live when we see, you know what, I don't need earthly gains. My money can go to things that I will never see the results because God will be glorified out of a heart that is seeking to give to him. What is my purpose when I give? Why do I give? You know, I realize these are some pretty intense questions for us to ponder. And I thought about them. I had a little bit of advance notice studying this to, to think about this. But still, my heart goes, do I give all to Jesus? Do I really see everything I have as his? And you know what? God cares about the answers and he cares about our struggling through these things in our hearts because our generosity, it's a small reflection of his generous heart. So I hope and pray that all of us will learn how good it is to give to the glory of God. This is a good thing. This is a wonderful thing to consider. God isn't a miser with his riches. We'll never out give the Lord. He is pleased when we give to glorify his name. And he provides everything we need along the way. So that we might do good works that are pleasing in his sight. It truly is good to give to the glory of God. And all that's left to say is what Paul said. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. May that be our prayer. The song of our life. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen.